The day has come to identify new opportunities where you can have independent, informed, and objective financial guidance customized to you with clear and transparent advice that is solely in your best interest. Your host, KT Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services and Lead Wealth Advisor at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning, estate planning, investment management, insurance planning, tax strategies, and employee benefits. With more than 25 years of experience, she is joined by Tammy Simons, Director of Advice Services and Wealth Advisor with more than 10 years of experience. New Day Solutions has a highly credentialed team with three advisors holding their CFPs, two of them holding their SEMA certificates. New Day Solutions is a female-run boutique firm dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. At New Day Solutions, we work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals and your financial planning goals. New Day Solutions is a fee-only practice, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Their only objective is to make the best possible financial decisions with you. Fair and transparent financial advice from New Day Solutions. It's time to refresh your thinking when it comes to choosing a firm to serve as your trusted investment partner. Reach out to Katie and Tammy today for a free consultation or go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hi, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas at KT's Money Matters, tuning in to help you talk about your financial tips and quips, things that you're planning for in the short term, the long term, and the forever term, and how to help you make the most out of the money that you make. So the Money Matters population has had lots of different kinds of questions lately. And so one of the things that keeps coming back is this idea of vacation planning. You know, that thing that's supposed to be so easy that we weren't going to spend a lot of money on, and it turned out to be like a lot more expensive than we thought. And so we decided to sing, is it the time of summer vacations. And we're all thinking about how it is we're not going to work at some point and be, I don't know, at the beach or the mountains or the lake or traveling or whatever it is that we're going to do. We thought we would do a podcast about vacations, staycations, or no vacations, which sounds kind of sad to me. I asked Tammy Simon, CFP works with me at New Day Solutions to join me for this conversation. Tammy, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, KT. So I don't know, you see it, you and I see it all the time. This idea of the vacation that just became the explosion in the budget. Well, yeah. Uh, You know, when you get into the planning cycle of vacations, it's just like everything else. It's, It's almost like redoing your kitchen. You start with one thing and it just explodes into everything else. And before you know it, you're redoing your bedroom. So same is true with vacations. 
I see it all the time. Families, you know, they want to have that experience. And so a good experience for a family or for a couple or for an individual is important. More and more people are starting to see a little bit of a trend of it's more about the experiences than it is about the materialistic things. That people like to spend their money on events and not on stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you know, I'll tell you what, I have clients that like to spend it on both. But you know, that's okay. As long as you make it and you're a good saver, you do what you're supposed to do, then it's okay. But I think that vacation budgets can really get, they can really get outsized quickly without you actually, while you're thinking you're having kind of a cheap vacation, it suddenly becomes a really expensive vacation. So we're going to ground us in some facts about what things actually cause. Cameron Clark, who's working for us this summer, pulled together some data for us that I thought was really great. And I wanted to share with you about different ways that people spend money on vacation. So I don't know if you knew this, Tammy. I mean, I think intuitively, I sort of think I'm this person too, that the average American takes four to five trips per year. So like whether it's a weekend away or it's a week away or it's a drive trip. Now, how people spend that money and how much they actually spend on average, those kind of numbers are all over, kind of all over the map. However, American Express says the average vacation expense is about $1,100 per person and about $4,500 for a family of four. So, and what we know is that three quarters of the people that vacation will travel between three and eight days. You know, that actually doesn't sound too off because you have, you know, if you say four to five leisure trips per year, that does actually sound like a a lot, but that includes the little, like you said, the little weekend trips to to the mountains or to the Cape or, or on the East Coast. So that's what we talk about or the beach. And so you know, camping trips or hiking trips, things like that are all in those statistics as well. Yeah. And one of the other things is like when you go on a vacation and you stay with your family, like you go back home to, I don't know, I'm pulling this out of my head, New Jersey to see your family. You still have to get there and you stay for three or four days. You have to get there and you have to get back, but at least you have housing. So those vacations might be, you know, cheaper. But then when you're going someplace that you're, especially if you're flying and then hotel and food and drink and fun, that can really rack up. Yeah, you know, I I have to share a little bit of an experience with when I travel in my family, what we choose to do is we drive. If if we can drive, we drive. So, you know, if it's a 12-hour trip or a 20-hour trip, we do that. And it saves on the airfare, first of all. And the other thing is, is when we, we go somewhere domestically, we like to find hotels with little kitchens in them. So refrigerators or in stoves, microwaves, things like that, so that, you know, it's not all about going out to dinner or going out to lunch, breakfast every day. You can actually do some things in the kitchen of the hotel and still be able to have the full experience. Right. Pick one or two nights out of that to, to have a nice dinner out. But otherwise, it's not all about the food and vacations tend to become that. They tend to become about the food. <laughs> they always they do. They tend the to become about the food. And here's what I'll say to you. They all come back saying, I spent too much money and I gained five pounds and I have to go back to yep. work. That just yep. seems like such a loser. You know, if you could just have a, an oatmeal or a, a yogurt in the morning and skip the breakfast out at the fancy restaurant, you save a lot of money and a lot of calories. Yeah. You know, another way to save, not you may not save calories, but a great way to save some money on vacation is to stay in a hotel where ta-da, breakfast is provided. This has become really common now. And what, what I think about is like the Travel America family vacations, right? So like often at a Marriott or a Holiday Inn or a Hampton Inn or whatever, they have some kind of a vac- breakfast, sometimes a lot of breakfast, sometimes just cold breakfast. 
but the idea that for those of you that are not big breakfast people on vacation, cheap, right? I mean, you're not going out and you're not going to spend $40 taking everybody to breakfast because it's going to be right there every day and everybody can just eat what they want when they're hungry and it's done. That's right. A lot of hotels will offer the free complimentary continental breakfast, which is your basic muffins, apples, fruit salads, maybe yogurt or oatmeal, and it's enough to carry your family through until lunchtime. So that's an option for a hotel. But there's also all kinds of hotels that offer these meal plans. And, uh, you know, those tend to get expensive. So if you look for, you know, the American meal plan, which covers all of your meals, or if you look at the all-inclusive, which covers all of your meals, your alcohol, those tend to get more expensive. So if you're the traveler that's trying to save a penny or two, what I would recommend is, to your point, finding that hotel that has the free continental breakfast or sometimes the free buffets in the morning, but you see more of the continental breakfast than anything else. And so I just got back from vacation in Italy, making everybody really jealous. And here's what I'll say to you. I would talk about spending every dime that you have. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, this is not the kind of trip when they talk about doing four or five trips a year, that this is what we're talking about. This is like the kind of trip that you do once or twice, I don't know, like a decade or something like that. So it was, you know, everything all inclusive everywhere I went and everything I did. And it was really terrific. And I rode my bicycle around the country and I chased the Giro d'Italia and climbed the Alps and ate my head off. Now, that is not the kind of trip that I would typically do, but that's like a really, that's a special kind of a trip, right? And so people will have these special trips, like they're going to go away on their honeymoon or they're going to go away on their 10-year wedding anniversary. And they want to really spoil themselves, but they don't want to go poverty stricken in order to do it. I always say there are some ways to get the most you can for what you want. And so one of them is, as much as people go, oh, maybe I should try to buy that first class ticket. Here's what I'll say to you. You better be ready to just burn thousands of dollars and be okay with it. If you can afford it, and that's how you want to spend your money, that is completely fine. Most people, when they, especially like an international flight or a flight to Hawaii, people will say to me all the time, you know, we're going to go to Hawaii on our anniversary, we want to fly first class. And I'm like, be prepared to spend $6,000 buying those two tickets. And they go, $6,000? That's the whole week in Hawaii. I go, yes, it is. And you need to decide whether 10 hours is worth it to you. And for those of you who really can afford it or have like a great job where you have lots of points in your credit card, spend it. But for everybody else, like one of the things is if you want to save $2,000 on vacation, you can do that a lot of times if you're flying by being smart about your airfare. And, you know, Tammy, I always say you have a lot, you, you know, people really don't know this about Tammy, but Tammy used to make a career in travel. So she knows a lot about it, which is one of the reasons why I asked her to come and help me figure this out. But people could save a lot of money on flying. Yeah. I think there's, there's, if I had to give like one pointer to somebody that's looking to take a vacation would be to put together a list of what your wishes are. So what are the top maybe four things that you really want to do on your vacation? Are you in and know that about yourself? Are you the person that likes to sit on a beach? Are you the person that likes to tour Rome? Are you that do you have kids? Are your kids what ages are your kids? What do they like to do? Because I'll tell you, if you if you tried to drag around kids sometimes in a city, that's not always the fun thing. But if it, there's a pool, mm, there's fun there. Yeah. I mean, if you're a parent, you've sort of decided your life is about your children. And if you actually think that's not true, it's going to be very sad. (laughs) Yeah. Put together a list of five 
things that you like or you want to do on this vacation and then make sure you get those five things and it, it and it could be anything from like you said first class airfare or it could be experience, restaurant experiences it could be touring a city it could be water sports if you were going to somewhere maybe in the caribbean uh, it could be just sitting on the beach drinking cool uh, i don't know Coladas or whatever that. they are. What do what they are drink they on the? Pina what do they drink on the beach? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, pina coladas. Re- yeah, pina coladas. That's right. And so, all inclusive. I always think all inclusive are for people that I always say that want to drink a lot. If you're somebody who wants to drink a lot on vacation, and that's a big part of the agenda, is sit on the beach and drink and listen to the music and drink and you know and then eat and not have to go anywhere. Let's say you're going to one of those countries where you don't really want to go traveling around, but Four. you want to be in the Caribbean. Right. Right. We all know a couple of those countries. I'm not going to country dump on the on the podcast today. And you just want to go somewhere really nice where they take really good care of you and you never have to leave. Then all inclusive starts to actually make sense. But if you're somebody who wants to adventure a little bit and go out, maybe eat in different places, then maybe not so much. Right. And all those answers will direct you to where you you want to go. So if you're a water sports person, obviously there are some islands that are um, that that cater to water sports. Some some hotels cater to water sports. Uh, All inclusive resorts offer some water sports as well. So yeah, if you're not a drinker, what I would say is don't get an all inclusive because you're spending too much money. Yeah, you're actually just paying for somebody else to drink. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, here's one of the things that people people always say to me is that, how come I always have to pay those, the meal tax and the hotel tax? I feel like I'm getting like screwed every time I, I register for a hotel and it says it's $200 a night and then I get there and the bill is 236 and they're like, oh, there was a resort fee and then there was a tax. And so I asked Cam to dig into this for me a little bit and he figured out that each household on a vacation, if you took all the vacation taxes that are collected around the country every year, and you said, what if we didn't pay any of those and everybody just paid the tax and we split it up? It's actually $1,300. Every household. Every household. So if you didn't go on vacation this year, you would be paying $1,300 a month, a year more for your household so that I could go on vacation. That's why you pay. It's (laughs) pay to play. You want to go? you get to spend. You want to spend, you get to pay some taxes. And for those who decide to do staycation, they actually get to skip that expense. I hate it, but it's kind of fair. The the added fees and the taxes can get to you and you have to check all those fees. So there's things like if you want Wi-Fi, some hotels charge for Wi-Fi. If you want um, you know, some resorts that have uh, different amen- amenities will have fees for using those amenities. Recently, we just went to a resort that ha- that has a water park. And so the rooms were really reasonable, but the water park, park cost another $25 per person. So those things right. all add up. So you really want to dig into the hotel and the, the area that you're going in to see what kind of taxes there are, what kind of fees there are. Yeah, because one of the things, you know, that all of these organizations, airlines started this, but hotels are totally in the line now, is that they have figured out that you will look at the top number and make a decision. So like, let's Mm -hmm. say you're going to fly someplace and you go into, I don't know, Travelocity, Trivago, any of those guys, and you say, what's the, what's, what flights can I get from Boston to Orlando? And you are going to try to pick either the most direct flight or the cheapest flight. And you're going to pretty much ignore all the other flights in the middle. 
And most people are going to go for cheap because they really want to spend their money on vacation, not getting to vacation. But what you really need to do is then back up and look at what else will they charge? So will they have a resort fee? Often, if you stay at a nice hotel and it's got a nice property, it's going to have a resort fee. Usually that's about $20. So if it's $20 a day, then when you're looking and you're seeing this hotel, I could stay here for $239 or I could stay at this other hotel that's really beautiful for only $249. I'll stay there for $10 and then you get there and it's actually $10 plus $20 because you have to pay the resort fee. Non-negotiable. You have to pay it. So you have to know what it includes. And same thing, especially, I think most people know this about airlines now. Basically, you have to pay to pee. I mean, they're charging <laughs> you like extra money for everything that they can. Take yeah. a bag, don't take a bag. Board early, board late, board in the front, board in the back, extra, extra room. I mean, every way that they can charge you, they're finding a way to add on. So you're never paying that first number that you say. You know, you made you brought up a, a good point around the um the technology and these 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 web-based companies that put together the vacation packages. Uh, if you go to a site like Travelocity, I'm just going to name a few, Expedia, those type of those those websites are really great for research. Um but what you do need to know is not all airlines subscribe to these websites. So for instance, Southwest Airlines doesn't subscribe to these websites, and the reason why they don't is they have to pay the web, they have to pay Expedia or Travelocity a percentage of their airfare. So to keep the costs down for travelers, they don't subscribe. And so what you need to know is when you go on those sites, what you're not seeing is those budget airlines. That's right, because they don't want to pay. That's right. So do some digging. Don't just go to one website. Do some digging on the on the um, the airlines. Do some digging on the hotels. Same thing for hotels. You know they pay a certain uh, commission for these to use these websites. And and there are some hotels that just don't subscribe. And they're fine hotels. You just have to know them. Right. And you know what the funny thing is, there are some that advertise. And so I know JetBlue does this and, and Marriott does this because they tend to be my frequent travel companions. Their best rates available are the rates on their sites, period. All the time, always. And yeah, that's what absolutely. they advertise. So it's like, there's no incentive for me to go, you know, unless I'm trying to put like a whole package together where I could get the car and I could get show tickets or what, you know, whatever it is I'm trying to do. I might do really well to bundle that all and buy it at Travelocity. But if I'm just going to do a you know, a trip to Florida and I'm going to stay at a Marriott property because whatever, I'm, they've got me sucked into their, you know, elite whatever thing and I want to earn my points so that I can get whatever I want. And I'm going to fly JetBlue because that's, you know, they're, they, they fly nonstop eight times a day from Boston. Then I am actually better off to go to JetBlue and Marriott directly and book it on their website. Even cheaper than calling them, there's a better rate on their site than there is if you call them. Yeah, so just shop around, and and it's not always the case. Sometimes these sites do have the deals, so you 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 know they're a good place to start to get an idea of what kind of resorts. You know, depending on how much you know about the area you're going to, uh, they're a good place to start with, um, just to get an idea of what the prices are, what kind of resorts are there. But then once you get an idea of of what you're looking for. Just play around on 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 different websites to see if you can you know shop around a little bit. That's all. So it's summertime, and so like you're never going to spend more time to travel, more money to travel than in the summer because of course everybody else is trying to travel at the same time, and and we all know that that's kind of true for certain important trips. So like Christmas, spring break, summer vacation, 
Thanksgiving. There are some tricks of the trade to help you keep things like flight prices down. And so you should know that if you want the best flight prices, typically seven weeks in advance is a good rule. Now, what I'll say to you is that they dramatically raise the airline if it's under 21 days, but they basically sell a certain amount of cheat seats at a lower price. And then once they sell through that lower price inventory, the price goes up some, and then they sell the next group and the price goes up some and again and again and again. So if you really know you're going and it's already figured out and you just haven't managed to sit down and buy that ticket, travel sites say that the best day to buy tickets and plan vacations is a Tuesday for the best prices and that you want to start seven weeks in advance. Or if you're planning on a hot time, like I said, Thanksgiving or Christmas or in the summer, you might want to think about as early as 11 weeks in advance. So the idea that you can just buy a ticket and go to the airport in 10 days, it's like you can do that, but you have to know that you absolutely will spend more to sit next to the guy that spent a lot less. So a little bit of early planning on the flight side really, really matters. Yeah. And if you have some flexibility on the the time of your vacation, uh, if you're going to visit family or if you're, um, you know, if you have flexibility with your vacation time at work, what I would say is, you know, if you, if if you're, you're playing around on the websites and you're looking for cheaper, cheaper airfares, you know, do some digging on that because like you said, a Tuesday or a Wednesday is going to be a lot cheaper than a Saturday or a Sunday. And then, wow, Christmas vacation, traveling during Christmas vacation, traveling for uh, over Thanksgiving vacation. I don't know about you, but any time that I've looked at, every time I've looked at uh, airfares, you're basically doubling the price of the airfare if you want to travel over over Christmas break. Right. I told you my, my single favorite travel week of the year is the Saturday that starts after Thanksgiving. I take it every year because in the Caribbean, it's still considered off season even though the week before is considered Mm. high season and the next week is considered in season and nobody has time to go because they all just got back from Thanksgiving or they're getting ready to go out for Christmas and they don't have any time. So it's like my absolute favorite week for travel because I can get whatever. I'm a money girl. You know how this goes, guys. (laughs) I, I can't, I can't overpay. It makes me absolutely crazy. So I want to, I want a great seat in the right plane going where I want to go when I want to go. I'm not willing to fly through Toledo and Michigan and Texas in order to get to the Caribbean to get the cheapest flight. I've got to get a good flight and get it at a reasonable price. And I want to stay someplace where I get everything that I want because I don't have that much vacation and I'm really, you know, I really need to be able to use that time to reset my batteries and get myself ready to go back to work and have a really, really nice vacation. And my husband's like, give me a beach room service and a really nice breakfast. And that just what is what makes him happy. So that is the Thanksgiving. It's like, thank God. It's Thanksgiving and we are going. And so, but that's a great week to travel. You know why? Because no one else can. And so if you're a senior, you know, you're retired, no job anymore, no place where you have to be on Monday. You know, the best days to travel are Tuesday and Wednesday. You get the best and the cheapest flights on a Tuesday and a Wednesday flight. You also get the lower cost of a room during the week than you do on the weekend. And often that can be like a 20% difference between a weekday rate and a weekend rate. So as a retiree with a little bit more time on their hands and a little bit more flexibility, you can actually save, you know, anywhere between 10 and 30% on a trip and still have all the joy, but just a third of the bill. Good point. Love that. I'm all about how do you make your money go longer? So we want to talk about the staycation, which used to be like the sad thing. Cause what the staycation meant was 
you actually couldn't go on vacations. You were just going to hang out at the house. But people actually embraced this. After the financial crisis, what happened is people realized that they actually live in some really cool places. Like we live in New England. We're living with the ocean. We've got the mountains. We've got the lakes. It's all right here. And it's summertime. So it's like, you know, do we really need to uh, fly away to somewhere warm? No, mm. it's actually warm here for, from July 4th to like, I don't know, like the end of July. I lie. It's really like eight weeks, but it really feels like weekend. But it is really nice in the summer. So to get on a plane and leave New England in July, somebody better be getting married as far as I'm concerned. This is just a great place to be. Yeah, it is a great place to be. I, I, I love living in New Hampshire. But what I will say is uh, if you're going if you're going to take a vacation to take a vacation, you, you don't you're not taking a vacation to uh, do renovations in your house or or get things done. You're taking a vacation to actually take a vacation. Get out of the house and do something. And and I can't stress that enough how much that helps the the old uh, soul. Is right. to get away from the house, get away from the responsibilities, and go have fun. And so for us, it might be hiking, might be going to the beach, it might be uh, traveling down to to Boston and spending the day in Boston. It might be going to the museum with the kids. Do stuff like that because if you don't, uh, you're you're going to waste your day doing laundry. If you're yeah, me, you're gonna like clean windows. And doing. who goes on vacation yeah, for exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm no, actually going terrible. on vacation next week, so I'm trying to talk myself into this. this She's is working point. up a stay vacation, people. <laughs> so what you don't know about Tammy is she lives on a lake, so she's got a little boat, she's going to be out at her little lake, and then she's going to throw her great son, Dougie, and Ian, the husband, in the car, and they are going to drive and go hiking and get out and um, enjoy the fact that they have this time to be off and the time to be together because this isn't the travel vacation. This is just the relaxation vacation. This is the summer family little vacation that you take that doesn't cost a lot of money. You know, if you can do one of those a year and one trip a year to, to somewhere different, that, that's my kind of life right there. Yeah, that's ideal to be able to have something that's like a bigger vacation that you really, you know, you completely get away. But then when you're away, you know, I think that um, this 24-7 technology has really like ruined it for people. It used to be that when you were on vacation from work, they couldn't find you, which by the way, I actually really believe in. I have kind of rules about never calling people that work for me when they're on vacation unless someone is dead, right? Like we just, we just don't do it because I think about it as stealing from people. But I know that a lot of employers, not so much. They're like, you know, I know you're on vacation this week, but could you really help me get this one little thing done? And it's like, no, that's what the power button on your cell phone is for. You just shut it off. You could just shut decide no email. And- right. Everybody you want to talk to is in the car. Do you take the phone with you in case you need mm-hmm. it? Like, you know, you get a flat tire or something and you shut it off and you throw in the glove box. That's right. Yeah. It's so true. Otherwise you're connected all the time and you don't actually live in the moment. And you really have to live in the moment when you when you're especially if you're if it's a big trip and you're spending money. You gotta live in the moment and enjoy it. I think you have to live in the moment even for the little trips. You know, like work is hard. We all work hard. I mean, you guys know I just wrote that book, The Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money. We're all working hard. And there are a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things kind of grabbing at people's time and energy all the time. But The whole point about vacation is to take a break from that. And so if you stay home, you still should take a break from it. Shouldn't be so that you can like, your wife can give you yard work jobs to do, or you can uh, do laundry the entire time, or you guys can paint the shed. That's actually not the point. 
The point is to get away a little bit, relax a little bit, recharge your batteries a little bit and have a little joy because we all work really hard. All good advice. So if you're going to spend your money on vacation, you should definitely enjoy it. And if you didn't enjoy it and you spent the money anyway, you might as well have just thrown it away. (laughs) So on that note, Tammy, if people want to talk to you about like vacation planning or, I mean, let's face it, we're kind of making a joke out of vacation planning today because we're here and we're in that summertime mood. And, uh, but you know, let's face it, people have lots of life goals, retirement planning, estate planning, sending their kids to college, making sure they have money in the bank, making sure they're doing the right thing with their investments. And if they wanted to reach out to you directly, you know, can you just give a little infomercial, tell people how to find you? Sure. We're at New Day Solutions in Hampton, New Hampshire. You can visit us on our website at www.newdaysolutions.com. You can feel free to give us a call. Our toll-free number is 800-834-2101. Again, that's 800-834-2101. Thanks so much for listening today, Tammy. Thanks so much for joining me. I wish you all a happy summer vacation and success in all of your other financial endeavors. Till we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.